Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last week's Pentecost Sunday. The first reading tells us that Pentecost Sunday is celebrated as the birthday of the church. The second reading reveals that the gifts are for the good of the community. The gospel shows us that to receive the Holy Spirit is to receive power. Let us take a long look at our gifts and then share them with others this week. You might visit someone who is sick or visit someone in jail. You might write a letter to someone who is lonely or cook someone a special meal. Do something beautiful for God this week and keep on giving your gift away. God will never let you be without a gift. Try it, 
you'll like it. Deacon Can wrote from a book dated 1993 to 2000. I decided to really listen to my wife with more than just my ears. I decided to listen to her with my heart. I found her to be very expressive, hurt, and hopeful. I intend to reduce the level of hurt by being a better listener instead of being a better talker. For me, this week, I visited my next door neighbor who was just put on hospice. I am bringing her communion and reading the gospel to her and will continue to do so. She loves hearing the word of God and receiving the blood, body and blood of Jesus Christ. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken said, receiving the Holy Spirit is like receiving power. His application, I encouraged men to lay hands on other men and watch them become healed. And for me, Jesus breathes on his disciples and he breathes on me every time the priest elevates the host during mass. My response is to worship him and pray in tongues. My pastor said, my Lord and my God can be said at that time. And um, I automatically go into tongues when I say that. This is Trinity Sunday. I look at Trinity Sunday in the first reading from Deuteronomy as God the Father speaking to us as our creator. The second reading from Romans is God as God the Holy Spirit teaching us about our relationship with our Heavenly Father as his adopted child and full heir with Jesus to the kingdom. And in the gospel, Jesus, my Lord and my God, as my redeemer, commissioning me to go out and make disciples of all nations. I see Trinity Sunday in relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one true God united in spirit and truth. The gospel is from Matthew 28, 16 to 20 for this Trinity Sunday. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The word of the Lord. The questions, who went to Galilee, the 11 disciples, and what did Jesus order them to do? To go to the mountain. When the disciples saw Jesus, what did they do? Even though they doubted, they worshiped. How will true worshipers worship the Father? John 4.23 says, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, personal, 
In what way have you worshipped Jesus this week? Deacon Ken, in prayer, in Bible study, in listening to my wife, liturgy, in my preaching, my teaching, and in my example of daily living. In another book, he said, Pentecost Mass, awesome. For me, at Mass, doing this Bible study, in the Spirit, by praying in tongues and seeking him in the Word, and praying the Psalms. A friend of ours who used to speak on the Psalms at our Bible study has a wonderful teaching on the Sunday Psalm with two little questions at the end. Go to celebrate the Psalms, all one word, dot blogspot.com. I woke up a little depressed and put on my praise tape and read a few of the Psalms worshiping our Lord and Savior. And it lifted me right out of the negativity. Thank you, Jesus. This Trinity Sunday is the Psalmist, Psalm 33. What did Jesus tell his disciples? All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Who has authority over all people? Jesus. Who gave this to him? God our Father. And for what reason? So that he may give eternal life to all people. John 17, 1 and 2. We have an all-powerful, wonderful Savior. He teaches us how to live under headship. He was under the headship of our Father. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, The head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is the husband. And the head of Christ is the Father. When Jesus told his disciples to go, what did he tell them to do? Make disciples of all nations. And in whose name were they to baptize them? In the name of the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19. What were the disciples to proclaim and what would happen to those who believed and those who did not believe? Mark 16, 15 and 16 says, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. What would be preached in the name of Jesus? Luke 24, 47 says, in that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. What are the disciples to teach? All that Jesus commanded them. And what did Jesus promise he would do until the end of the age? Be with his disciples always till the end of the age. If we are fearful, believing Jesus is with us drives out all fear. That Satan's greatest weapon is fear against us. He puts fear on us. But the Psalms and, and just knowing that Jesus is in us and that God is love and love is in us. He's in us. He's taking care of us and he will not leave us. So he's there and he's greater than he that's in the world. 1 John 4, 4 says, you belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What does the name Emmanuel mean? God is with us. Who teaches us everything and reminds us of all Jesus said? John 14, 26. 
the Holy Spirit. This is one of my very favorite scriptures. It is at the top of every lesson in the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study. The scripture I start every lesson with. Thank you, Jesus, for sending us your spirit to remind us of all you said and did. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Jesus says in John 14, 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The personal. What have you learned from Jesus this week that you can share with those you meet? Deacon Ken says that he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, John 14, 6. In fact, there is no other way also that we need only to trust in him that the presence, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is alive and in us waiting to be used. He is always with me. And I said that I do not need others approval for what I am doing. He is very pleased with me doing what I am doing, whether it be doing this podcast or just my conversations with others and my effort to listen from the heart as they speak. He is reassuring me that I am under the headship of the church since Ken died as he was my spiritual director. And um, now I am under the headship of the church. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me and talking to me. And he would let me know otherwise. Um, I I do send the podcast to my pastor to stay under the headship of the church. Sam... Uh, I'm going to read the psalm for this uh, Sunday, this Trinity Sunday. That's Psalm 33, 4 to 6, 9, 18 to 20, and 22. For the Lord's word is true. All his works are trustworthy. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with goodness. By the Lord's word, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their host, for he spoke and it came to be commanded and it stood in place. But the Lord's eyes are upon the reverend, upon those who hope for his gracious help, delivering them from death, keeping them alive in times of famine. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and shield. May your kindness, Lord, be upon us. We have put our hope in you. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? Deacon Ken wrote, when the just cry out, the Lord hears them. And I said, show him daily the reverence he deserves and look to his word for direction. How can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, I am an ambassador of Christ. In his name, I will not only hear but I will respond no matter what the cost. And I answer that, praise God more than what I am doing and be thankful for all the goodness he has filled the earth with. We'll go into the commentary. Today in all the Catholic churches throughout the world, we celebrate the feast of the Holy Trinity. When we talk about the Trinity, we bring the authority of the Father the power of the spirit and the loving sacrifice of the son into our one being called God. 
this is no clear cut explanation to this incredible mystery. There is no clear cut explanation to this incredible mystery, but all throughout scripture, we are presented with the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In today's gospel, we are called to go forth and make disciples of all nations. We are being commissioned to go out into the darkness and bring others into our family of love and light. We have learned throughout, throughout scripture about a loving father who loved the world so much that he chose to let his only begotten son die for the sins of the world. He let his son be the ransom for all of us who believe in him. We do not have that kind of power to make and carry out such a statement of belief. So God, in a true role of a loving father, left us his Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, we can give glory to God, the Father, by going forth and bringing others into his healing presence. God gave Jesus authority over heaven and earth. And on the basis of that authority, Jesus told his disciples to make more disciples. These disciples preached, baptized, and taught with the same authority through the power of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8. Jesus still commands us to tell others the good news and make them disciples. When someone is dying or leaving us, their last words are very important to us. Jesus left the disciples with these last words of instruction. He told his disciples that they were under his authority and that they were to baptize and teach the people to obey his commandments. He also told them that he would always be with them even till the end of the world. We are to go forth, whether it is next door or to another country, and make disciples. This is not an option. This is a command by Christ himself. We are not all evangelists, but we have all received gifts that we can use in helping to fulfill the Great Commission. As we obey, we have great comfort and joy in knowing that through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, we are giving glory to God the Father. Let us all celebrate this special day called Trinity Sunday. Our application. The first reading reveals to us that God's law is to be obeyed above man's law. The second reading tells us that being adopted into God's family means being a full heir to his heavenly kingdom. The gospel calls us to be disciples of action and to go forth. This week, bring someone you know into God's family. Tell that person about Jesus. Share your faith with him or her. Let your witness be the spark that sets their heart on fire. You may have to go to no further than your family, school or work to find new members for God's family. In fact, you may find members of God's family who need to be reminded that he is still with them, even in their troubled times. You are messengers of the king. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this lesson today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being with us, teaching us. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
We praise you. We worship you. We love you, dear God. We honor you. We praise you for all you are. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for showing us how to love one another. You're worthy of all praise and honor and glory. We love you. We worship you. We honor you. We pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, just a reminder to go to celebrate the Psalms.blogspot.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.